Welcome to Live Well Long, where we deliver life-enhancing, empowering messages for body, mind, and spirit to those seeking to get the most out of life, who have a zest for learning and know that learning must be an ongoing activity to achieve a vibrant, thriving life. This is your host, Alexandra Van Horn. Stay tuned for another episode of Live Well Long. Hey everyone, it's Alexandra here, and this guest today, Cherie Smith-Mosby, is a former criminal defense investigator, domestic violence prevention expert, freedom strategist, author, speaker, professional coach, and entrepreneur, and her topic is the key to preventing domestic violence is knowing the signs of escalation so you can get out before you get hit. Uh, This is a great interview. I'm excited to be sharing this with you, and we're just going to get right into it after our brief break. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Live Well Long. This is your host, Alexandra Van Horn, and today we have a wonderful special guest. Her name is Cherie Smith-Mosby. She is a former criminal defense, defense investigator, domestic violence prevention expert, a freedom strategist, which I just love that term, author, speaker, professional coach, and entrepreneur. And she says the key to preventing domestic violence is knowing the signs of escalation so you can get out before you get hit. She's on a mission to eradicate domestic violence and save lives. As a criminal defense investigator, every domestic violence case she handled ended in homicide. So you can imagine that must have been a tough, tough situation, a tough career. Also a toxic dream life survivor, she struggled for years to leave her unhealthy marriage of 21 years. It is her heartfelt belief that no one should be abused, beaten, or lose their life because they fell in love or be so broken they can't see their options. Um, I'll let you, I'll, uh, in, through the interview, there's, there's a lot more and I'll let her share with you about that. So welcome, Cherie, welcome. It's wonderful to have you here. And I am sure our listeners will be glued, their ears will be glued to this because I can tell you're going to have so much good value to give them from your, your experience through work and life. So welcome, welcome. Uh, so tell us, for our listeners, tell us um, how you got involved in, in criminal defense investigation and uh, about your mission now. Well, um, hi, Alexandra, thank you for having me. It's nice to be here and to share um, information on how women can prevent domestic violence. Um, I became a criminal defense investigator uh, after being a paralegal for a while. I got into it. um, I got promoted from paralegal to investigator. And being an investigator taught me a lot about the criminal justice system. But And I handled a lot of different cases. I handled gang cases, I handle fraud, I handle um, homicide, but the cases that really struck me were the domestic violence cases. It was when I realized that every domestic violence case that I handled ended in homicide, and I thought to myself, that should never happen. Right. No one should ever lose their life, basically, simply because they fell in love, and that's actually what it is. Right. You fall in love, you get caught up in this unhealthy relationship, and what I began to do is I began to look at, to look at all my cases in, in a totality versus look at them individually. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, I realized that there was a pattern. Okay. That there, and, and once I realized about this pattern, I said, if I can educate women about this pattern, maybe, just maybe I can prevent domestic violence. 
Yes. So that's what I began to do. I began to look at the patterns. I began to take notes. And there it was in the crime scene photos and the autopsy photos and the witness statements and the discovery um, and the victim statements, the pattern. And so once I began to realize that, I also realized that some of my cases were very disturbing because the victim of the homicide wasn't necessarily the abused, the abuser, sometime it was the innocent bystanders, the children. Oh, wow. Were the collateral damage. So yeah. it really, really uh, punctured my heart. And so I realized that, and then when I, once I started looking at the um, evidence, I realized that I myself was in situations that could turn that direction. So I'm thinking if I can't see it and I know the sign, then I know there are, <clears throat> excuse me, other women out there who are in similar situations right. that themselves, because that's the hardest thing to do is acknowledge that you're in it and then decide what you're going to do about it. Because right. it sneaks up on you. No one goes into a relationship yeah. expecting it to turn violent. Nobody does. Because if right. you did, you wouldn't go into it. Right. So when I learn the signs and the patterns, I realize that domestic violence evolves. It's an escalation. Mm-hmm. And it goes from a normal, happy, healthy relationship to a toxic one, to an right. abusive one, to a violent one, and then God forbid, a deadly one. Yes. So if I can teach women how, no matter where they are on that spectrum, if I could help them un- see the relationship patterns that are escalating to, uh, and, and the shift between toxic to abusive is so subtle, you may not notice the difference. And then when it shifts from abusive to violent, you notice the difference because that's when you get hit. And so right. for me, the goal is to get them out before they get hit. Right. Because what I realize is there's so many programs that help women who are in domestic violence, but no one helps them not to get in domestic violence right. situation. Mm-hmm. So my focus, I don't want to help them after they've been hit. I want to help them so they don't get hit. Right. So that's my focus. And so when as a freedom strategist, I help women who are in those unhealthy relationships and feel stuck and they mm-hmm. can't figure out, okay, I know I'm unhappy. I know I don't want to be here. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. I'm fearful. I'm dreadful. I'm all these things, but I can't think how to get out of this. Right. And so what I do is I help them create a strategy and that strategy, because right. you, as one myself who, ha- who has been through it, not the domestic violence, but the toxic relationship on its way to turning violent. Right. Um, because my husband eventually, after, after I got out, he did turn violent. See, the, the key is a lot of women are scared of the unknown. Right. They're afraid, what happens if I leave? So right. the strategies we plan and prepare so that their life can be equal to what they have. So that they go or better than what they have. The goal is not to have them suffer uh, financially, um, so I go through the whole program. The program is basically going step by step. It's mm-hmm. understanding who they are, the relationship they're in. The, understanding the relationship you're in is the very first and most important part. So I created an online quiz that walks them through different sen- relationship scenarios. Mm-hmm. And based on their answers to the questions, it will help them determine if their relationship is normal and happy and healthy, if mm-hmm. that relationship is toxic or if it's escalating to abusive or violent. Yeah. So the safest time to get out of a relationship is before it turns violent. 
right. because as a criminal defense investigator, once the relationship turns violent, mm -hmm. the dynamics in that relationship completely change. The abuser get, learns to love the control that they get through violence. It's very addicting for them. It's sure. kind of like a drug. It's kind of like, you know, cocaine or heroin. It's like, if I, if she does this, I can do this and make her do what I want her to do. Yeah. And yeah. so we all stay in those relationships because we think they'll change. Right. But what I learned in 14 years is they don't change. Right. The, they may stop it for a while, but as soon as something, as soon as there's a trigger, it right. starts again. Right. So I, I, my focus is to not be afraid of the unknown, but to be more afraid of the trigger that's going to turn them violent than right. the unknown, because you don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You don't know if it's going to happen. It may not happen, but the question then becomes, do you want to stay there and find out if it's going to happen? Because by the time right. you find out if it's going to happen, you've already been hit. Right. What are some of the warning signs, if I can ask that, um, if it has not become violent yet, but someone's in a relationship and you know, there, there are, you, you mentioned that, you know, there could be warning signs that they could look out for. What would, is there something that you can share with our listeners so that they can be a, on the alert for a toxic yes. relationship that's going, that could go from, you know, not so good to bad to worse? Yes. Yes. There are, and, and, the, and the signs will be different based on the relationship because the dynamics of every relationship is different. But mm -hmm. the signs are, if you are feeling stressed, if you are feeling dreadful, if you hesitate for a moment when they call uh -huh. or before going home or before um, answering that call or make, calling them, if they are, you pause and say, hmm, that's a little bit controlling, that's a little bit manipulative, chances are it is. Always go with your inner gut. Right. And at some point, if you're, if you're coming home or if you're with your partner and they are always wondering, where have you been? They're asking you, they're constantly calling you on the phone, wanting to know where you've been. They see things that are really not happening. Like you went out with this, you, you go to lunch with your coworkers, but all he sees or she sees is that you go out with this, with one person and they assume that you're having this relationship in their head, but it's not really true. Right, there really that is. Could be a, exactly, that could be a sign of control. Mm -hmm. They, um, and I go through the different kinds of abuse. So there's also, when a relationship is toxic, it's based on how you feel. It's based on the different scenarios that are going in. If you feel uncomfortable, if you feel fearful, if you feel dreadful, there's so many different words I could give you, but it's based on how you feel. If you don't feel happy in your relationship, mm -hmm. it could be a lot. It could be that the relationship is growing because relationships grow mm -hmm. and if they grow, they change. So it's really important not to take one argument and turn that into a toxic relationship. One argument right. does not make a toxic relationship. Right. One argument makes an argument. And I, 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 um, I have one minute videos and I try to explain the difference between a normal argument and verbal abuse. Right. I try to explain the difference between sexual exploration and sexual abuse in a mm -hmm. relationship because a lot of women don't understand you can be sexually abused in a relationship or a marriage. Uh -huh. So I try to explain that difference. And then there's emotional abuse. So uh, being in a toxic relationship, I was in one. It, there's no violence, there's no physical, but it just, 
drains you. It is, my toxic relationship got so bad to the point of thinking about hurting myself. I wanted to get out under in any you means. So, so all I could, and I was on autopilot. I did it because of my son. A lot of us stay because of our children. Right, right. So the thing about with your children is this. You don't stay for the children, you leave for the children. Because right. you don't want your daughters thinking that how you're treated is right. how they're supposed to be treated. And right. you don't want your sons thinking that how they see you treated is how they treat someone they love. Right. So if your, your, children be, your children can become a victim of the toxic relationship and the abuse just by watching what's happening to you, and then they're in turn internalize what as normal behavior, sure. and then you create a, an abuser or you create a, a daughter who thinks that's how relationships are supposed to be. Right. So it's real. That's really important because they become the innocent bystanders or as they say in law enforcement, the collateral damage, which I don't like that term, but that's what they call it. Right. So the signs of knowing it is before it turns abusive, it's something that continues over and over and over. And if it's, if you feel like you don't have a voice, if you feel like every time you give your opinion, you either get shouted down, you get, um, or they'll mock you. Maybe they'll mock you. They isolate you from your family and friends. Um, One of my clients got isolated from his family, his friends, everybody. And because a lot of us, we think it's always women, but sometimes it's men too. Right. Yeah, that's funny because when you said one of your clients and you referred to a him, I noticed that I had a surprise in my mind. Like, oh, I was assuming erroneously that it was just the woman that gets the abuse yeah exactly but men it happens to men as well because right. the, statistics, the statistics are scary it's one in four women will be a victim of, of uh, relationship abuse but so one in seven men so it does happen to them just not as often and usually for them there's a stigma with being um, hurt by a woman or manipulated by a woman because they're supposed to be strong they're supposed to be able to, they're supposed to be the control person in the relationship, which is not really true. It should be equal control. Right. Um, so the signs are really about looking at your relationship. So there's so many signs. I can't give one or two. There's right. like being mocked. It's being, um, it's like if they're all friendly in front of your family and friends, but their demeanor completely changes when nobody, when the door closes behind your friends and family when you're right. in private and the right. demeanor completely changes. If you cower to them, mm-hmm. then that's uncomfortable. If you have to hide your voice, if you can't use your voice, if you can't disagree with them and it be okay, right. that's a sign of it being toxic. If, you, if they um, dictate to you where you go, what you mm-hmm. wear, um, right. your movements, if they control, if they try to control your money, because because financial manipulation is the very first sign of abuse, oh, financial abuse. So there, there are basically five kinds of abuse and there's financial abuse, which is usually the very first sign. Mm-hmm. And statistics show that 99% of cases involve financial abuse, of domestic mm-hmm. violence cases involve financial abuse because he who controls the money controls the relationship. Sure. So it's really important that you understand financial, we as women understand financial manipulation Right. And it's not necessarily that they take your money. It's that they sometimes can prevent you from making money 
or they hinder your ability. They come, if you're working and they come to your job and they're constantly creating problems so you get fired. That's manipulation. Sure. So there's so many different relationship scenarios. So I always suggest, if you don't take my quiz, take any quiz online that talks about Mm -hmm. being able to discover if your relationship is turning abusive or if it's toxic because toxicity is in all of them because all toxic relationships don't turn violent but mm-hmm. all violent relationships are toxic Got so it. it's really important to know when that toxicity hits when your relationship becomes unhealthy for you if you're if you're always stressed when you think about your partner if, if that just stresses you out just thinking about your partner it's unhealthy sure and is then there abuse, a, oh, i'm go sorry ahead, sorry mm-hmm. Uh, I was just going to ask, is there a website that you would, or how the people can take the quiz? Is there a a website they go to for that? How would they find your quiz? Yes, they could go to my website, which is um, www.walkingwithoutweights.com. That's plural, without weights, plural? Plural, yes. Okay. And on there, the very first thing you see is take the relationship quiz. Mm -hmm. And then once they take the quiz, it will tell them one thing or another. And then there is a link that will take them to me if they choose to have just a 15 minute conversation about, you know, I'm not sure I've taken the quiz, but I'm not sure. Or if they don't even want to take the quiz, they just want to talk to me about, you know, can I just ask you a couple of questions? Cause I have clients, I have, that's how some, a lot of my clients start out as clients because they just want to know if this relationship is toxic. Is this the kind mm-hmm. of relationship you saw as an investigator? Because sometimes the relationship can change who you are physically as well as mentally. And being in a toxic relationship is very, very difficult. It can affect, it's like an octopus with tentacles. It can affect everything in your life. I've been there. And so what I had, I had the toxic dream life where on the outside, it looks perfect. You have all the stuff that makes life perfect to some people. But in the inside, it becomes like a, a living hell. It becomes a, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if the relationship changes, if, if it changes when people are there versus when people are not there, that's right. a sign of, of a toxic relationship. Right, right. And the difference between abuse and toxicity is the abuse is done for control. Mm-hmm. All of it's about control. Toxicity is about, not necessarily about control, but about behavior within the relationship that makes you feel less than who you are. Right, right. So if you don't feel that you're, in my mind, it would be, I need to feel loved, honored, and respected. Exactly. If I can, you know, go into that relationship at the end of the day, I say, do I feel loved, honored, and respected? Yeah, maybe we had a disagreement. Maybe we, you know discuss things and we don't always agree on everything, but I, through it all, I felt loved, honored, and respected, then I'm cool with that. Would you say that that's a kind of a good barometer to go by? That's a great radar. I talk about um, green light, red light, green light, green, yellow, and red light. Green mm-hmm. is when it's normal, happy, and healthy, just like you talked about, where you feel safe, happy, and secure. Right. If you feel respected, if you feel heard, if you feel you can voice your opinion, if you feel that you can um, have a disagreement, you, disagreements are normal and they're healthy. If you can't have a disagreement without it turning into a shouting match, right? you might want to think about that. Right. So 
only you, only the woman will know or the man will know how they feel in that relationship. So I can, there's so many signs and that's why the quiz is so important is the quiz has 25 different signs. Mm -hmm. And if you're having, and then based on how many of these, because it's not just one thing that causes a relationship to be unhealthy. It's right. where it'll be several things. Right. It'll be that you don't have a voice. You, you can't say what you feel without getting shouted down or mm -hmm. you feel manipulated or controlled mm -hmm. where your, um, your comings and goings are always questioned. Um, they bombard you with phone calls. They call you like 90 times a day trying to, where are you, who you're with? Da, 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 da. Right, right. It's different if they're calling you or texting you, how are you? How's your day? But if they're constantly texting you or calling you with, where are you? You know, call me, da, 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 da. That's something to think about. Their insecurity then mm -hmm. can become your fear. Right. Now you, so, have a, you have a book, correct? Can you share a little bit about your book? Well, the book, yes. Um, the book is about learning the signs of escalation. I, I go into a lot, I go into different, actual live cases that I had of women who were in these relationships that looked really perfect in the beginning and then they turned deadly in the end. Yeah. And it, it's important to know those signs. And so I share those stories because I wanted to, women to see that, and it's from women from all walks of life. Right. It doesn't, domestic violence happens to anyone Anyone so could be not a financial, anyone. not an economic level uh, characteristic. It's not, yeah. No, it's not about your economic. It's not about economic level. It's not about race. It's not about um, sexual orientation. It's not about any. Those are all myths, and it happens more than most people realize. And the more successful you are, or the more um, I should say, if your partner is a pillar of the community, if there's someone that is highly respected you're it's even more difficult for you sure. to get assistance because sure. they don't want to ruin their reputation at the same time they're not caring about your safety right so it's really really important to understand that it doesn't matter it, it comes in all walks of life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and a lot of times people will say well they're not they comes up with terms with narcissistic personality they come up with um alcohol and it's the excuses sometimes that they use well i only did this because you did this if you mm -hmm. ever feel fearful in a relationship, that's not a good sign. Right. You should never be afraid of your partner. You should never be afraid to be in, in your own home. Mm -hmm. Your home is your refuge. It's your place of peace. So right. that's important to remember. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel comfortable and at peace in your relationship, then it's something to think about and to question. Sure. My book goes over, I also do in my book, Seven Steps to Freedom. Mm -hmm. And the Seven Steps to Freedom is basically creating your freedom strategy. Right. And I talk about how to navigate the peace in your relationship, how to, how to come with balance, how to balance out your relationship with boundaries so that you can plan your freedom strategy. Because mm -hmm. if you don't navigate the peace correctly, you can upset the dynamics in the relationship that will then hinder your availability to different resources that you will need, such as financial Right. to make, to free yourself from that relationship. So sure. it's very, it's a delicate balance in how to do that. Yeah. Cause I'm sure many women or men, whoever, if depending on how the finances are arranged in a relationship, some may feel, well, I can't leave because I can't, I won't be able to pay the rent or 
whatever it is, feed the kids or, yeah. So I'm sure that finances are a huge piece of it. Um, That's usually I, the number one reason is mm -hmm. finances that, that they stay. They don't think they can do it on their self, by themselves, right. Right. on their own. So that's what the book goes through. It's like, yes, you can. And here is why. That's great. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it's a step-by-step -step process on how to, first, is, the most important part is acknowledging the relationship you're in and then mm -hmm. deciding what you want to do about it. Right. Because no one can make that decision for you, but you mm -hmm. first have to, to acknowledge that you're in it. And right. once you make that decision, okay, I don't want to be in this. Uh-oh. I don't want to do this. Any Sorry, my battery okay. is getting... Week. So, and you, you want to plug in? Are you okay? Yeah, I think. Let me get it. Yeah. Um, so it is. There we go. Okay, great. So knowing that, um, I don't want to lose my train of thought. So it's real important to. I think the most important part would be to acknowledge the relationship you're in deciding what you want to do about it. And mm -hmm. then one of the things I think we as women, we are so keen on taking care of everybody else that we forget to take care of ourselves. True. And that's, that's one of the things I teach. I, I, I teach women how to fly. And mm -hmm. learning to fly is basically learning to love yourself. Because right. once you learn to love yourself, you're, one, you'll learn to love others better. Mm -hmm. And two, you'll know how you need to be loved. And then you'll know if you're being loved the proper way for yourself, because we teach people how to love us. Right, and tell them and what the FLY stands for. FLY stands to first love yourself. First love yourself, which is great. Yes, because yeah. and it's not selfish to love yourself first. Yeah. It is self-preservation to love yourself first. Right. Because, and it's not, you still love your children, you still mm -hmm. love your mate, but you've got to love yourself first because like I said, you can, once you learn to love yourself, you can love others better. Right. And then, um, and then you learn to not to accept the things that are happening to you because then you realize you deserve better. Right. You deserve more. Right. And so that to me is a very important piece. And so mm -hmm. then it's about um, where do you want your life to go? It's, it's about finding a voice for the pain that you're going through. Mm -hmm. So, I also teach them how to create a, a safe space for themselves where they can voice their pain or mm -hmm. voice the problems. And it's not just about the pain. It's about the joys of life too, because learning the joys of life and what makes you smile or what makes you happy helps you to fly, helps you to learn to love yourself better. Yeah. So, and then it's envisioning a life and where do you want that life to go? And then we look at planning and preparing, which is, uh, understanding your rights um, in your relationship is under because mm -hmm. as a criminal defense investigator and as a former paralegal, I kind of know, and of course each state is different, but I kind of know what your rights are because right. a lot of women, I'm afraid he's going to take my kids, sure, you know, all those different things. And so those are all the things you need to look at when right. you make a, a decision to leave. And so that's why I, I try and get women to understand it's more difficult when you say I'm leaving today and you actually leave today. It's yeah. much easier. The transition is much easier when you say I'm leaving, but you plan how you're going to leave. Right. Because once you plan how you're going to leave, your life, once you leave, is mm -hmm. more balanced, is more right. settled. 
is more secure. And right. that to me is more important because if you leave before or planning it, that's the strategy, you end up going back. Statistics right. show that women usually go back seven times before they actually leave. Wow. wow. Now, not, I just want to be sure for our listeners, um, they do not say they're going to leave until they are, have a strategy in place. Is that correct? They don't say they're going to leave until right. they're, they're, they're walking out the door. Right. Not even, right. sometimes maybe. Because it's too dangerous. On, exactly. Depending on the volatility in the relationship, you right. may not even tell them you're leaving until you call them from wherever you are and then you're gone. Right. So it's really, really, that's why navigating the peace is probably mm -hmm. one of the most important parts of the seven steps to freedom. Sure. Because you never want to give them any thought that you're planning to leave. Right. Because whatever is going in the relationship could intensify exponentially mm -hmm. once you let them know you're leaving. Right. And it could turn a toxic situation into an abusive one or an abusive one into a violent one. And it could take your relationship straight from toxic, straight mm -hmm. to abuse, straight to violent without right. going through all the other stages. Right, right. Now, um, is there a strategy in place for someone, say if they take your quiz and it comes out that they're, you know, they're cool, the relationship is fine, but maybe it needs some tweaking. Is, is there an avenue that you direct them to or just suggest marriage counseling or something like that? Is this, does that ever come up for you or for your potential That has come, clients? yes, that has come up. And so, because, once they take the quiz, not everyone becomes a client because if your relationship is not necessarily toxic or if it is toxic and you want to figure out if you can fix it before mm -hmm. it turns to abusive, right? Um, there are, there's relationship counseling that I can refer them to. Okay, good. Now, sometimes a toxic relationship, like I said, it can turn violent, but it doesn't always turn violent. The key right. is the trigger. For me, myself, probably about a year after I left my husband, my first husband turned violent. I was so glad I was gone. So that's the thing you have to think about. But here's the thing about being in a toxic relationship. Is it something that can be changed? You can change yourself, but here's what I learned as an investigator. You can't really change someone else unless right. that person wants to change. Right. And if, and if the dynamics, if they're happy with the dynamics in your relationship, they're not going to change. Correct. They're getting there's no incentive. To pay off there's from, yeah. yeah. There's no incentive for them to change. Mm -hmm. They're happy. If they can push a button, they can push your, your buttons and make you do what they want you to do. They're going to keep pushing those buttons and making what you want to, what they want you right. to do. So mm -hmm. it's really important to understand what I call how to elevate your relationship intuition. Elevating right. your relationship intuition is seeing those signs mm -hmm. and saying, hmm, okay, that's a sign. And it's not just one sign. It's several signs. So if right. you're having an argument, it's not that argument that makes your relationship toxic. It's the argument plus the demeaning things that they say to you, plus the mocking of who you are, plus the not celebrating your successes. You know, it's all these other things. It all piles up. Yeah. Exactly. That creates an right. unhealthy relationship. Right. So... What's the name of your book for our I don't list? Don't want to think. Well, the name of <clears throat> excuse me. The name of the book is "Dare to Leave So You Can Live: How to Unhealthy Relationships with Your Mind, Your Money, and Your Mojo." I love it. And those those three things are so important because you want to be confident in that your decision to leave is good and healthy for you. 
Mm -hmm. You want to have your money in place so that financially you are not struggling when you leave mm -hmm. and you want to have your mojo. You want to have your confidence. You want to have, um, you want to feel beautiful and not have that person demean you to a point where you feel so broken that you don't think you have any options and that no one's going to want you. Right. So it's really important to have all of those things when you walk out that door. Right. Right. Well, it's a beautiful title and I'm sure there's uh so many listeners that can get value from that just you know not that not that i want there to be but i'm sure that there are people that can really benefit from that um obviously from your past experience there's enough out there that uh, which is heartbreaking so it's, a, it's an important important book so thank you so much for that one thing i want to say before we end is that please be aware of the statistics one in four women Mm -hmm. will be a victim of domestic violence wow. every single day in the u.s mm -hmm. uh, a woman is abused mm -hmm. and every single day three women are murdered by wow. their partner wow. that those statistics to me are the most critical because it's really important to know that if it is abusive right the trigger for it turning violent can be like a whisper it can change and they don't have to be yelling at you or mm -hmm. screaming at you or fighting with you for it to be toxic mm -hmm. that's what's so important for women to understand it's sure. it's how you feel within the relationship that you're in mm -hmm. if i can read my, my goal is to reduce one in four one in one in three um three women dying every day mm -hmm. to zero dying every day yeah because once again no one should be beaten abused or lose their life because right. they fell in love. It just shouldn't happen. Right. So what um, we can implore our listeners, whoever is listening to this, to please share the link for this podcast uh, wherever they have social media, through their email, through their friends, if they know anybody that they suspect is in a situation like that, to please forward this podcast, put them in touch with Cherie, or uh, so that they can find her book, find her quiz, find her, to hopefully move toward those goals that Cherie has because it's so important, so important. So once again, the website is Walking Without Weights, and that's W-E-I-G-H-T-S, walkingwithoutweights.com. And the book again is, I'll let you say it again. The book is how, um, the book is Dare to Leave So You Can Live, How to Leave an Unhealthy Relationship with Your Mind, Your Money, and Your Mojo. Beautiful. And they can find me on Facebook on Walking Without Weights. I do one minute videos on Wednesdays that actually go through the different types of escalation so that they can understand what it is. And they can find freedom assets on my website, which are videos, which are the quiz, as well as an infographic that actually goes through the green of a relationship, the yellow and the red. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Cherie. This is wonderful work that you're doing and it's very heart heartfelt and so important so i'm so grateful that we were able to do this podcast and once again listeners uh please forward the uh the link for this share the link for this podcast with any of your friends any of your social media because you never know whose life you can save or lives thank yes. you so much sheree thank you for having me have a great day awesome you too thank you bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.
Thank you for listening. This is Alexandra with Live Well Long. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of our important episodes. We want to be sure that you get everything you can to do your best to live well long. Feel free to reach out to me at alex at avhcoaching.com. And remember to take good care of yourself so that you live well long. Talk with you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Alexandra. One more thing. Would you please share this on Facebook, Twitter, send an email to your friends, just hit the share link and pick a way to share it. I would love it. Thank you so much. Bye.